The following program is rated MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Green flag waving for the always exciting Sheldon Hutchild. He'll bounce the right rear off the wall in turn four. Lot one for Sheldon Hutchild. Quick time! Off turn four. Quick time! Ten, zero, three, zero. Second lap time for David is quick. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Quick Time, the podcast. BA is in the house with Brad Brown, Jason North joining us again, guys. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since we had Jason on. Jason, we'll start with you. How was how's your uh, your pandemic uh, quarantining going? Yeah, it's uh, still locked in, locked down, hunkered down, hiding from the world. I'm a hermit, so in other words, you know, Tuesday. And uh, <laughs> but um, you know, it just is what it is. Uh, still trying to catch whatever I could on TV, watch whatever racing I could find, and uh, you know, enjoying. There were a couple nice days last week, so I enjoyed them and uh, dreaming about next year. Yeah, next year cannot come soon enough. And uh, yeah, Brad. Uh, speaking of uh, watching stuff on uh, on TV and stuff, uh, we're gonna have a uh, the I don't know, I don't know his official title, but he is the main producer for USAC uh, on Flow Racing. Devin Berkeley is going to join the program. So it's going to be interesting to hear Devin talk about how basically Flow's taken over the uh, streaming world with the, uh, our auto racing stuff. Oh, Flow is getting, going crazy. You can watch about any race you want to on Flow. I mean, there's Dirt Vision, but uh, Flow just keeps getting expanding it bigger and bigger. So well worth, the, what is it, 120 a year for that thing? 150 a year. 150 I mean. a year? That's, that's pretty damn good. Just over... Ten or I'm not good at math, but eleven dollars a month. That's, yeah, that's hundred and fifty for the year. That that's basically a night out of dinner and drinks for <laughs> for you know just your average night out for sure. You you take a family of three to to an outlaw race, and it's way more expensive than that. So yeah, that's that's good money in my opinion. And they have a quality product. We I watched several races on Flow this year, so uh, they got a quality product, and I will definitely be re upping next year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we left off last week with you uh, me dropping off this uh, twin being. Uh, stout beer, craft beer thing that I picked up when I was in Sioux City. Uh, you had an opportunity to taste that thing, and uh, I'd said it sounds like it's going to take taste like ass. Uh, what's the official IB Bruin uh, review on that thing? Well, I'm not a stout fan, and Jason, I love he likes stout, so he might be a better uh, critiquer of this. But I did not care for it at all. I even had my wife try and drink some of it, and we ended up. Uh, sorry to say, we ended up dumping about half of it because it just. It was not good. Now that's that, abuse. That's not saying it's a bad beer. That's just saying that it's not my flavor. It's not my style. So it's a bad beer. You stout people might might like it, but it's just not for me. So but that's I, something I might have to try sometime. But I, I don't know, Brandon. You know, I'm, I remember uh, several years ago when you and I were um, uh, taken to task for wasting beer. <laughs> And Eagle Raceway. <laughs> yeah, it's not one of my finest moments. We probably should have no. tried those things before we chucked them out the uh, Sport Compact Driver, but uh, <laughs> we, we were pretty wasted that night. Yeah, We were, we were yeah, winning we, the trailer races. That's what we were doing. Yeah, I, I was I was impressed with my ability to still handle that. Have you guys ever won a trailer race? Define win. Last, last trailer there. <laughs> well, since we're not drivers or anything like that, we don't have trailers, so... Uh, we left when the last trailer was leaving, okay, so you can always join a trailer. So uh, I, I think, I think that classifies as a win. Years Dude, ago, we, um, years ago, yeah, I, we. I, oh, so go ahead, Jace. 
Oh, we we used to hang out with um, Dennis Parker and the Hollemans and had Mark Fennell driving. So it was it was guaranteed that if we weren't winning the trailer races, we were uh, it was a problem. <laughs> you were on a podium at least. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I won one for my 80 Speedway. The sprint cars were there, and uh, I hung out with Kevin Halsey in his trailer and Kurt, uh, drawing a blank on his name. He was he drove the, drove the 3F from Grand Allen as well. We we man, I Kaziski's everybody left, and we come out of the the trailer to go to the bathroom, and we realized that we were the only ones there. And when I got home, my wife asked me, she was, where have you been? I, I know the races don't last till three in the morning. And I said, no, but the drinking does. You're, you're right. They, they don't. And, uh, but yeah, that was my first and only trailer weight race that I ever won. That was a very memorable night. Okay. So you won a trailer race and it was three in the morning. Yep. I've seen the sun come up. <laughs> uh, yeah. When I worked oh. at Eagle there, there are more, a few times I saw the sun come up. Well, you got to pick your races better. <laughs> yeah, we we must have been in one of those NASCAR five hundred mile and out of five hundred mile uh, trailer races, Jason. I was just, yeah, I was it was it was sun race. over the horizon by the time I actually got home. So I, I don't think I can do those anymore, man. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way I can do it. Once I hit midnight, I turn into a pumpkin. But I'm up for a challenge, so uh, maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> I got to prep myself for that one. Yeah, definitely. So uh, moving on to some news, uh, Jason, not Jason, Brad, our, our local news guy over yeah. here. Uh, what do you got for us? Well, another really slow week. We're kind of in that that space between Thanksgiving and the new year, so there's not a lot going on. But uh, uh, released late, late last week that uh, Matt Jewell will be driving the 2KS Motorsports uh, car out of uh, Iowa. He'll be racing weekly at Knoxville. Uh, running some Husits and some Jackson Motorplex races. But uh, Matt usually drives his own uh, 09 car. Uh, but they're going to team up with uh, the, the 2KS car and uh, and uh, put on a assault there. It sounds like uh, Troy Renfro Troy Renfro is going to have Casey's on the car. Uh, Matt's going to bring some sponsors and, and a little bit of equipment. But uh, uh, they're going to be racing in the, in the region and, and weekly at Knoxville. Uh, I think that's uh, – they've had a – They've had a, a, I don't know, off and on pass. Uh, they, they've teamed up a couple times, and sometimes uh, Matt got into a crash that absolutely was not his fault. Uh, so they've had some success, but uh, once they get together and, and, and gel, I think this is going to be a pretty good team to be dealing with in Knoxville. Yeah, there's been a numerous amount of drivers in that car. It started off with Don Drow Jr., a local legend here in Lincoln. Uh, yeah. Piloting that thing, things just didn't work out. Then I believe who they who they go get. I mean, they had Delansky, McCarl, Austin McCarl, uh, Brooke Tatnell drove. Brooke that Tatnell was the last one. Times. He won a race at the towards the tail end of the season up there in Minnesota. Yeah, uh, the, I, the the Jerry Reichert Memorial, I guess, is what it was. So yeah, they've had some marginal. Uh, Austin was probably the uh, yeah. Austin the by far was hands down the uh, most successful driver in that machine. Yeah, so uh, I, I think they had a lot of high hopes for who did. Oh, uh, was it Chad Baseflug? That, yeah, Ch- Chad Baseflug. Yeah, and he he could not get going in that car at all. He just looked he looked out to lunch the whole time. You know, I mean, that could be brought back to the like the uh, transition from uh, Chad's basically the non wing right, racer. Absolutely. And, you know, th- stopping on wing. Anybody that knows that it's just a different animal right there. Yeah, and he just couldn't get her going. So they made a mid season adjustment and um, got rid of him and brought in. Brooke Tatnell because him and Troy had a history of working together with some success and and they did okay but uh, they they didn't win that last race over there the Riker Memorial and and I I don't know 
who, what, when, or why, but uh, they, they decided to make a change after that, and, and they're going to start fresh with Matt Jewell. So uh, look for Matt Jewell in the 2KS car. That should be a pretty decent combination over there in Knoxville. Yeah, definitely. And uh, some breaking news, we saw that Tanner Thorson is now in a Dave Mack Motorsports car over at the Chili Bowl this year instead of, uh, I, I don't know the car owner, but it was a number 25 that he's going to run this year. Uh, but uh, join the Dave, Dave Mack uh, stable and, uh, Dave Mack is the, I believe he's the father of Cannon McIntosh and, uh, he's got top notch shit. So I, I, I would see Tanner, you know, being a top contender coming, uh, this January. And they also made, uh, at the tail end of that announcement that Tanner's going to drive that car for USAC in 2021 as well. So oh, it's, nice. a, it's a season long ride. So that's a, that's great for Tanner. That's going to, um, they had a pretty decent little announcement there with the cars in the background and they're bringing seven cars to the chili bowl. That's just that's just amazing. I mean, only KKM can do that. That's, but, uh, KKM's bringing eleven. Yeah, I know. Oh, to only have I one. I mean, we would have be a dream. We have all these t- super teams bringing all these cars the t- Chili Bowl and whatnot. Then we have thirty cars show up for a, a normal USAC or Power Eye race. I mean, do they just sit in the garage all summer long? I think they have to because a lot of them aren't even legal to do anything else. Had some lead weight. I mean, you're good, right? <laughs> Uh, some some local news. Uh, I caught on the front stretch. I was listening to that. I guess uh, what caught my eye uh, earlier was uh, Dan Taylor tweeted out, not tweeted out, but threw something on Snapchat about uh, some crazy lady uh, on the front stretch, and basically uh, it was one, some of the Cronin drama uh, in the sport compacts uh, mm, the couple years ago. And we're not we're not a sport compact show, but. <laughs> It's the ultimate redneckery, uh, but that caught my attention. So I went back and listened to the episode. But they had Roger Hayden on, the owner of Eagle Raceway, in and the uh, and Race Saver Sprint Series and uh, the Sprint Series in Nebraska. And it sounds like they are not going to have a Sprint Series of Nebraska series next year, and that's due to because there is a, another track within what two hours or so that's going to run Friday nights weekly, and that's uh, Denison, Iowa, at the Crawford County Speedway. So it sounds like they're going to run Race Saver three hundred five weekly. And he also mentioned that there's going to possibly be a Thursday night track that's going to run uh, bi-weekly. And the only Thursday night track that I can think of anywhere around here that runs on Thursdays is uh, US 30 in Columbus. So it'd be kind of cool to see those guys run 305s bi-weekly. And it just definitely gives the guys here an option to run wherever. I mean, you got Eagle, you got Denison now, you got US 36 in uh, Osborne, Missouri running. So definitely no shortage of sprint cars. No, and it's three oh five. Sorry, Brad. And you said Den- <laughs> you said Denison on Friday, so they're going to compete against thirty six. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if you look at if that, I mean, you got Lincoln. Yeah, and, uh, Denison's two hours to the northwest, northeast, northeast, and you got East, yeah. two hours to the. Uh, yeah, but look how many Nebraska cars go down to US thirty six. Probably three or four every every. Yeah, week, and they only get ten or twelve anyway. That's, I mean, I understand you got you got to. Yeah, I understand, but it's just kind of unfortunate because now drivers like Stu Snyder is going to have to choose which one he wants to race at. He'll go to the one he wins the most. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the one thing I always worry about when they start running like that is you start getting to the end of the season and you got a guy that's maybe didn't have such good luck at Eagle or something like that and he's doing okay at Denison. He kind of starts missing you know, shows at Eagle. I'd, I hate to see the car count get diluted. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's a kind of belief that some of the 360s are going to pick up and go 305 racing or something like that, you know, kind of lack of a series. But 
I hope it doesn't dilute the car counts out too much. That's that would be my worry about that. It's it's always great to have them racing places, and um, I'm all for that. I mean, I you know we might be entering kind of another golden age, as it were, but man, I I would hate to see the the racing because you know the the biggest expense in racing is racing, and I'd hate to see guys start running out of money because they run two and three nights a week. Yeah, that, but that's me. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I do agree with you that there are going to be some teams that are bolting in 305s that have been running 360s for, for a long time. But, uh, uh, of course, there's going to be more options to, opportunities to race. And so, um, and there's minimal opportunities to race with the 360. Look at, right now, it looks like you're going to have to go to South Dakota or Iowa or Minnesota to run a 360. And there's teams that work all day Friday, and they, they can't take off at noon to get up to Jackson on a Friday. And so, if you can, I want that job. <laughs> You're going to have to own your own business probably, but, uh, I so, do. And it's not very successful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We know photo selling is not that great of a deal no. unless you're Tim Elwin. Then, then you no. know, by all means, <laughs> and even he can't afford a sprint car. So uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out with the three Oh fives, the three sixties. And, uh, it just, yeah, we're going to have a lot of opportunities to watch three Oh fives race. But if you want a three sixty or four ten, it's going to be a, you're going to have to go to Houston on Sunday, Jackson Friday, Knoxville Saturday, and not very often are you going to get to see the Outlaws or any racing in, in Nebraska. Right now, the only thing we know for a fact is the Outlaws are going to be at I-80 Speedway in September. Other than that, we don't know of any other racing. Is it September or August? It was August. I oh, it was that's August. right. It's, it's the, well, it's the week the after Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, the Tuesday after Knoxville, yeah. I think. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, yeah, you got one race in Nebraska – Right now, that's that's pr- factual that uh, you, that's not a three hundred five race. Yeah, you, you mentioned September, man. I remember those uh, September races at Eagle and I eighty, man. Those were those were some good shows because it, it was during the time when Knoxville wasn't running anymore. So you had the Knoxville guys come down, and yep. you actually had a decent car count. I mean, everybody knows that Nebraska is not four ten country by any means, but when when Knoxville's not running, you have the Outlaws in town. It, it gives those guys a chance to come down, and we actually get to see a. A healthy car count. Yeah. For, yeah, and <laughs> I don't know. It just it, it's disappointing that we're at where we're at. But uh, uh, for me, but uh, yeah, we got we got good opportunities yet with the three hundred fives and so forth. So more than likely, we get past this COVID and I get that vaccine. I, I'll probably have to make it out to Eagle a couple times this next year. You're going to because we're like I said last week, we're going to kidnap you. Yeah, but I'll have to sit in the stands by myself because I don't have a camera anymore. You can ride with push truck Mike. That's the best. By by all means, that push truck Mike seat is the best seat in the house. I could see that. Someday I'll get up there. Yeah, and uh, uh, what else? So we we uh, we mentioned last week that uh, USAC was releasing their schedules, and we kind of mentioned earlier uh, a couple episodes ago that there was rumors that Jefferson County was going to go to a three night show. Uh, and that is actually a fact now yeah, with the confirmed. Uh, yeah, confirmed that uh, with the release of the USAC midget schedule, uh, three nights of midget racing at Jefferson County Speedway in uh, Fairbury, Nebraska. And that's Woo! awesome. That's awesome. That's a great event. I've been out there a couple years. Uh, I didn't go last year, but man, that's a great event. Uh, action. People are standing shoulder to shoulder. They, they packed that place full and the action was so much fun. And so, yeah, next year, three days, and you stay right there in Fairbury. That's that's 
that's that's that's a that's already on my calendar and my phone that uh, those three days that's that's a great gonna be a great weekend of racing we had cody I, on. Oh, go ahead jason yeah i saw online that they are reworking the track putting new dirt down uh making improvements to the place you know so it should be a, a hell of a show yeah jason and i had cody brewer on you know prior to this year's event and uh he's a big fan of the show and i kind of mentioned to him when they were mentioning about going three nights that maybe we could have some uh live quick time episodes out there. So uh, maybe that might come true. So Brad, you, you will have to come and then we can, you know, wrangle up any drivers that we can and, you know, kind of have it like a pre-race show, so to speak. I'm game for that. That'd be a lot of fun to try to do this live and <laughs> it's hard enough to do it in, in a garage, but uh, that'd be fun to try and do it live and get some, we're doing it some, live, get some big names that they, they can't <laughs> stiff us uh, uh, when we have to go on, go on air. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that's going to wrap up the news. Uh, we're going to have Mark Birch on later on. He's dropped some big news this past week with the Team Jack Foundation. So uh, we're going to save that till we that information until we get Mark on. Uh, I don't think anybody has, anybody has anything else. Do you guys? Uh, not really, other than just uh, the Sprint Invaders have a purse increase as well. So uh, I don't know what their purse was last year, but they're going to pay 2000 to the winner and 300 to start. So that's a 360 group out of uh, eastern Iowa. Uh, and usually have a pretty good um, car count. They run out of 34 raceway a lot and so forth. So that's a, uh, that's, that's good. Anytime a purse increase, like even the outlaws did a purse increase this year and not on the top end, but uh, throughout the field. So that's, that's, that'll help a lot of other teams. Yeah, definitely. You know, helping those guys, you know, that, that just made the show, you know, helping that pay helps out a lot. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I mean, the Sprint Invaders, they put on a good, pretty good show. I've never been to one, but you read about it and you hear all the tweets and so forth. So, uh, um, that's good for all those Iowa cars and, uh, um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. Uh, so with that, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to be joined on the back end with, uh, Devin Berkeley from flow racing and, uh, kind of, kind of hear about what it takes to put on, on one of these races, you know, the streaming wise. So it's going to be fun to hear from Devin and, uh, everybody stay tuned.
blood, more pain, more threats, more fast, torn jeans, cocaine, more British strippers with the big red lips, making big tips, showing up the nice big tits, ha! Welcome back to the show. Like I said, we're going to have Devin Berkeley on here in just a second. Uh, you know, Brad, you mentioned a little bit about uh, pay increases. And one, one thing I wanted to kind of mention also on the front stretch, Roger Hayden kind of mentioned a little bit about uh, up in the uh, the back end purse for the Race Saber Nationals. So uh, I think that's going to help out a lot of guys, uh, you know, kind of get their fuel bill paid a little bit more and uh, maybe get some of these out of town guys to, you know, consider making the trip down again. Well, doesn't that race only pay like what does it pay to win like two a, grand two grand to win i mean it's your nationals and if, if somebody comes from dallas they need that two grand just to pay their fuel bills so does everybody get two thousand dollars for the saturday night a feature i don't know I, I i really think you know i'm not a big believer of you know paying more on the top end but i think this is one of the races that need to pay more on the top end I, it, there's always that that prestige that you know wow factor of paying at the top end. And, uh, you know, I think we kind of saw, you know, when we had, um, Oh gosh, why am I forget? Why am I drawing the blank on the name for, you know, Belleville three Oh five. And we, we, you know, we'd kind of asked this around too. And, you know, we had guys that were preferring to go to Belleville because of that, you know, especially guys that had a chance to win and three Oh fives. There's a lot of guys that do have a chance to win and they were preferring to go there for that bigger purse. And I would hate to see, what we got out eagle um kind of lose out because it just ain't paying enough money and uh you know we've 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 kind of heard it you know brand and i you you know we've heard from other people kind of just around that you know i'd come but man it just it costs so much to get out here and costs so much to race and we just don't get paid that much especially if we don't have a good night so i'd like to see more money at it but again you know it's not my money so i could say whatever yeah, i we want, say whatever want. Anything. <laughs> not my money yeah all right. Well, we got the hotline ringing right now, uh, so we're going to check in with Devin. All right. Hey, you damn right. I got what happened out there. I'm fine. I just had to deal with my asshole uh, teammate, Steve Kent. Uh, oh, they wasn't happy with me for crowding, but shit, I want to win. Hey, come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Pisser. Piece of shit. All oh, that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman that can't see. All right, everybody. We are now joined on the phone by... Uh, 
the flow racing guru himself, uh, Devin, uh, Devin, Ber- is it Devin Berkeley? I, I always hear people say, saying your name wrong and I'm probably going to butcher it too. So exactly how yep, is yep, Devin Berkeley, Devin Berkeley. God damn. I got it right. <laughs> 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 All right, Devin, man. How's it, how's it going? I mean, what, what are you doing on a Tuesday night on, on the off season? Uh, tonight, honestly, just kind of, kind of resting up. Um, you know, season just ended here about a month ago and, and then just got here back to, to Indianapolis about probably two weeks ago. And so just trying to catch our breath a little bit. Uh, the first week back, uh, we, we did schedule releases for each series. Um, so we went into the office and had a driver come in for each one and, and filmed all that and broadcasted those, uh, this last week. And, now just kind of kind of taking a breath for the holidays. Uh, I think I'm going to head to Colorado here pretty soon, so just getting things squared away before I uh, take off for the holidays. Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned Colorado there, and that's kind of uh, I met you. I want to say I met you. I want to say maybe it was 2016. We were standing in line at the uh, the uh, pit gate over at Belleville, and that's kind of when I first met you. And uh, you were just you know a kid out there, just you know kind of getting your name out there, kind of living the dream, so to speak, of uh, just filming races, filming races, uh, you know, not with a, with a still camera, but with a video camera. And uh, kind of how did you get involved and started doing that? I just really, I, I grew up around sprint car racing. My dad and my grandpa were, were massive, massive fans. And so, um, you know, before I can even remember, I was at I was at the sprint car races out at Rocky Mountain uh, National Speedway in Colorado, and um, I got into quarter midget racing. and And luckily for us, uh, we didn't know it at the time, but our first car that we bought was uh, one of Jake Buback's cars. Uh, so we got in real close with the with the Buback family, and and that got us even even more involved with sprint car racing. and once I got out of quarter midgets, it, it was kind of an unrealistic possibility to get into a bigger car. I kind of had to do it myself, and, and saving money is not something I'm, <laughs> I'm good at. So <laughs> no, I don't uh, think any just, of us are. <laughs> I, yeah, no, and, and racing is not a good place to be if, if that's the case. So um, really, I just I kind of enjoyed messing around with the video camera. I did a little bit at the quarter midget track before I was done there. And then uh, when Jake moved up into sprint cars, I kind of started following him around and, and just filming him because, honestly, the, the track that I went to growing up closed when, we were about 10, when I was about 10 years old and had no clue that there was a, a 305 series that, that was running out in Kansas, um, the URSS with Rick Salem. And, and so when Jake got into sprint car racing, I started following them around and Right now with him to Kansas and then and then started going to the local track out in Fort Morgan in Colorado and just started taking video every every chance I could get. I, I loved being at the dirt track and it was it was really my entire life. So um yeah, just just kind of started following them and, and they were the support series at Belleville um for the midget nationals at the time. So I was lucky enough to, to get out there and, and see the big cars for the first time i hadn't seen seen you sack midgets on dirt yet and so belleville was a pretty cool place to to check that off the list pretty uh <laughs> pretty early in my life honestly and and then uh then things really took off from there um ended up let's see it would have been i believe 2017 um knoxville was looking for an infield videographer and 
had a buddy send me a message and just say, Hey, you know, you should, you should send them a resume and, and some video and, and see what they say. And at the time I just, you know, like you said, I was just running around shooting video, just kind of didn't really know what I was doing. And so I, I sent in something, but I, it was kind of, you know, I had the mindset, well, I'd like to win the lottery too. You know, I didn't, I didn't really take it seriously. And, uh, man, things just lined up really well and that ended up happening. Yeah, definitely. And so I think, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, you you mentioned kind of winning the lottery there. Now it kind of reminded me of when I first kind of started shooting photos is you kind of, you send out an email, like, Hey, you know, I'm kind of doing this or whatever. It's just amazing of what we can bullshit our way into. Because <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah, that's what and, it is. and like I said, yeah, really, and and like I said, you know, we got lucky that that my first car was was a Bubak car, and and so we got in close with them, and and as it turns out, the videographer that does all the all the Knoxville stuff is is really good buddies with Rich, and so I was lucky enough that Rich was really able to to explain to him the passion that I have for the sport, and and you know what I would be willing to do to be able to, to come out and do this for a living. And, uh, and Chris was, Chris was sold by what Rich said, luckily. And, um, things, man, things really took off from there. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned things taking off. And, uh, shortly after you, you landed that Knoxville deal, I think it was the next year. Or so this little, little known startup company flow race flow, uh, I guess it's flow sports, but they kind of branched out to racing and, uh, and now, I mean, how they're taking over the uh, streaming world with racing. I mean, you can catch any kind of race car you want to watch on any given night out there. And you kind of landed this deal with USAC, and uh, now you're really living the dream. I mean, you're traveling up and down the road with the USAC guys. So kind of what's it take uh, to put on one of these shows? I mean, any you know, the average guy will sit down in front of his computer at, you know, 7 o'clock and turn it on and, you know, get ready for hot laps, but... I could only imagine that there's hours and hours of prep work. Absolutely. Um, you know, we, as far as just kind of thinking of things chronologically, um, our host and announcer, Rob Klepper, he ends up, you know, he does his homework throughout the week and builds basically this big graphic package that would then we send off to a, a guy in Colorado, actually, um, ironically enough. And, um, his name Mike Ross, and he does all the graphics for us. And so, yeah, he we get those done probably three, usually three days, hopefully before a race. And uh, and then we get out there probably on race day. I, I like to be there ten thirty, eleven o'clock in the morning. Um, usually, you know, it's just just me and the track promoter there um, by the time I get there. And yeah, we we probably spend the first three hours of the day running cables. Um, luckily with the way things are nowadays, we use fiber optic cable for just about anything. And so we have essentially 12 strands on one cable run. And so I can just make one run from the van up to the tower. And I have 12 different strands that I can run something off of. So usually in any given night, I'll run a cable up to the tower and we can, through that one cable, run our top camera, um, a dump camera, timing and scoring, uh, PA system, and internet if the track has it. Um, so, really, that all has to get set up day of um, also and, and run all that into the, all the converters, 
uh, van and, and threw that into the van. And then um, we usually try to have two speed shots as well. So usually we're working from about 11 o'clock till right up until race or hot laps, really. Yeah, you mentioned that, you know, there's internet if the track has it. Everybody knows this is a streaming service. How do you how do you get that uh the, that signal out if there's no internet? Do you guys run your own uh run your own hotspot or is it satellite or you know it's for the idiots like us? You know how how do you get that uh that signal out? I mean I don't see no big TV trucks out there. It's just you know you and in, in the in the flow van basically. Yeah, exactly. And so we we ended up finding a deal that it's a it's a bonded cellular. Um, device and so it has six cell cards that it, it completely bonds together all the signal from everything um and shoots it out from there so about 95 percent of the tracks that we go to it it's a extremely reliable deal um off the top of my head the only place that we had an issue this last year was caney kansas it was nothing at all as far as cell service there was no hardline internet run to the track you know out in the middle of nowhere and uh and then we were unfortunate enough that t-mobile and sprint were going through a merger and we're shutting off <laughs> cell towers and so essentially that's that's what we ride off of is is a bonded cellular device that has has you know t-mobile verizon and all that that just puts it all together and then when we're lucky enough to go to a track like knoxville eldora um, now Putnamville, uh, they just put in internet this year and, um, at those places we're lucky enough, we can just plug right into the track internet there and not, not even have to worry about turning on our, our cell cards. Well, I, I'm sure uh, through experience, you, you guys have figured this all out, but how do you know where you're placing your cameras, uh, at each track? I mean, you get a half mile track and then a third mile track and a quarter mile track. I'm sure there's different, uh, angles that you look for and so forth, but how do you determine where you're going to place your cameras to catch all the action? Really, it's, uh, it's a little bit of repetition with, with most tracks, you know, you need a, a top camera that's at the start finish line. Um, and that's 95% of the tracks will have a, a really decent spot to be able to put them there. Um, with, with dirt tracks, you don't really have, video perches everywhere you go. So sometimes you got to get creative, uh, you know, blocking off top rows of the grandstands, a little corner up there to be able to get them up there or, or a lift or something like that. So essentially top camera, we, we have the game plan of as, as high up as you can get at the flag stand. And then with wireless cameras, we've really tried to get that integrated every single night now. And, Turn three usually is, is the prime spot. Uh, it's the farthest away from where the top camera is, and it, it essentially gives you the cleanest cut when you're going through a lap. Um, but again, you know, you go to a mile track, and that thing's not going to be able to reach all the way out to turn three. And so sometimes you just got to get creative with what your equipment gives you or what what the track gives you as far as grandstands or a, or a spot to put a lift or or the video perks. So really it's, it's a lot of Google earth before we go there and trying to have a, a plan <laughs> before you get to the track of, of, you know, where you think things are going to line up. Uh, but every once in a while, you know, you get there and, and 
the spot you have circled, you know, you look over into turn number one and there's a big flag pole or a light pole right in the middle of the turn. So right when the cars are getting in, you know, they're going to be blocked for, for a good second. And so it's, it's really just kind of take what you can get and then make the best of every situation. You mentioned that, you know, not every place has a, uh, a video purse, so to speak, but what, what, uh, you know, any, any camera guy knows we, we put ourselves in sketchy places. What is the sketchiest place you had to climb up to, to put a camera? I would say probably 2018. I, I worked the season with dirt vision actually. And we did the super dirt week at Oswego and everything is still there. But unfortunately, with, with all the rain that they get and everything, a lot of it has, has rusted. And the video perches are, are on top of the covered grandstands. And I, I remember walking across there and you're trying to trying to stay on where you can see the screws so you know there's some support underneath you. And I don't remember what happened. And I ended up stepping off and, and uh, my foot went right through the roof. Oh, Jesus. Right through a rest <laughs> spot. And luckily, it wasn't enough. My foot went all the way through, but my heel dropped in and tried to take my shoe off, and I pulled it back out. And I looked down, and it was, it was a decent drop. And it's like, okay, that's, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you guys finish this. I'm going to go catch my breath a little bit here. And <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> let... handle stuff on the ground for a little while. Yeah, I'll I'll let you climb up the sketchy uh, sketchy uh, places. I'll just you know stick to the uh, the sketchy uh, infield tire and hide behind that when a sprint car is coming at you at full thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's 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 not a good job to have when you're afraid of heights. Um, <laughs> one of the miles too we go to, I I can't remember off the top of my head. I believe it's Springfield. You got to climb a ladder up to a catwalk that's up above the grandstands, and that it takes you a good minute to get up the ladder. Yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> I don't enjoy it. How, how cool is Terre Haute? I, that's one of my bucket list tracks to go to, and and it looks amazing. It looks so cool with uh, the silver crown cars and stuff, but that's a track that I want to get to. How cool is that, uh, the, the Terre Haute action track? It's an absolute blast. I uh, My first time there was with the World of Outlaws, and, and you know, with the wings, they, they're hardly lifting there, and I, I couldn't believe that. Um, and then you go with USAC and, and how hard they got to pitch it into the corners and their, their left rears are coming up off the ground and they're going into three. And, um, I'd say Terre Haute and Lawrenceburg are the top two where when I'm watching qualifying, I, I'm holding my breath the entire time. You just, you don't know what's going to happen and it can, it can bite you at any second. Now you so can... I, yeah, Terre Haute's on the top of my, top of my track list for sure. That's awesome. I'm, I'm going to have to yeah, move that up on my bucket list. It's it's one place I definitely want to get to. There's there's a lot of tracks on my bucket list, bucket list I want to get to, and uh, Devin's out there living the dream right now and gets gets to hit every single one of them. Uh, you kind of moved into kind of a producer role. Do you miss getting uh, getting the behind the camera, so to speak, and getting the uh, the shots, or do you enjoy just sitting there and uh, you know having it having the uh, the final say of what we get to see at home? I do miss it for sure. Um, there's, I'm, I'm sure you can relate. There's, there's a certain adrenaline rush you almost get, um, being behind the camera when everything's going on around you. And, um, it's, I, I do still get an adrenaline rush in the van, but it, it is different. And so, yeah, I, I do miss taking video and every once in a while, you know, when we have a practice night or something like that, um, I can hop out there and just kind of screw around and have fun. But 
I think what I've had the most fun with, honestly, just these last couple of years is my, my little brother's been able to actually fly out and, and run an infield camera with us. And so it's, it's been a lot of fun kind of teaching him the, the basics. And then actually this year, he, he really took off and, and kind of being able to teach him everything about being a videographer and, and watching him really kind of fall in love with everything, you know, around him. Um, that's, that's probably been honestly the best part of it. Yeah, you, you kind of threw me for a loop a little bit when you brought your brother along because he looks a lot like you and I. You know, I went, I, I believe it was Fairbury, and I went to say hi, and it was, wasn't you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, when I I come out here and I don't get to see him very often anymore, and, and I, I flew back home and it had been a while since I had seen him, and it's, yeah, I, I had the double pick. I couldn't believe it. And now his hair's, you know, down past his shoulders. He's going for the the 80s rocker look he's a drummer so <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's funny he's, he looks different every time i see him <laughs> yeah so now now being on the being on the road what's what's your favorite track that you get to go to man that's that's honestly probably the hardest question <laughs> that's me. it's uh it's difficult because there's a lot of tracks that i like how they race and then selfishly speaking there's a lot of tracks that I really like and dislike based on how my setup is. You know, like you mentioned Terre Haute, I, I love the place to, to watch and I love the racing, but our cable runs there. You almost have to get there the day before because, you know, the track's so big and and you got to go through the tunnel to get to the tower. And and so I, I think Kokomo, um, that place consistently puts on just absolutely incredible racing. Co- Kokomo's badass. I've been there three times and absolutely love it. Bastard. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think I got to I got to put Port Royal on the list as well. Um, that that place, what they have done to it, just year after year, the improvements they make and the racing. It doesn't matter what's on it. It's you know late model four ten wings or non wing. They put on such a good show. Um, I I I look forward to every time we go to Port Royal for sure. Now, now we mentioned Terre Haute a couple of times and sketchy places. Uh, I remember back in the day that uh, ABC Sports had a tower. Uh, I want to say it was Turn One, and that place was real, real sketchy because it kind of ran down. Have they finally tore down that that uh, camera perch, or is it still there? No, it's still there. Um, essentially, they they cut off the top layer, which was you know an enclosed tower. And so they, they cut off that top layer, and then that's that leaves, I believe, two levels on it. And on the top there, that's, that's actually where we put our, our top videographer. Uh, it's been reinforced. It's, it's pretty solid. So it's been um, updated, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and then actually, funny enough, in uh, Johnny Gibson, every time they go, uh, the outlaws go out there, he builds a little, a little makeshift booth up in that perch because he likes you know the view he doesn't like to call from the infield and so johnny still calls from there he, he makes it work <laughs> even though they tore down the tower <laughs> okay i got a different a little bit of a different question for you. you you seem to be a young buck i don't know who you are but uh you seem you seem to be a young buck so give let me know what is kind of like your favorite thing about the job that you do 
And then what is the least favorite thing about the job that you do? I, um, you travel all over the country and you see great tracks and great restaurants and great track food and all that stuff. Uh, um, but it's, it's not all roses. So give us, give us a little idea for, for anybody that might be interested in doing the kind of the job that you're doing. What are some of the great things about your job? And then what are some of the, the probably not so great things about your job? It's easier to say the, the things that I don't like about it. And number one by far is hotels. <laughs> when, when you're on the road and you're, you're having to stay in hotels, um, you, you never know what you're going to get. And right. luckily, you know, Levi Jones and, and Trish mainly book our rooms and, and they do a good job. Um, but every once in a while, yeah, you just, you don't know what you're going to get. And that can be, that can be a little crazy. I, I ended up actually driving back from California, stopped in a hotel in Missouri and was, two hours short of a assault in one of the rooms and there was a big police investigation going on in the hotel and everything. It, so, <laughs> you, you really never know with that. It's, it's a gamble. And then, uh, honestly, like I'd say my favorite thing is this just, week. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, I'd say the favorite thing is, is definitely the people you meet. Um, I, I know it feels like I know, you know, person in every region of the country and, the, the track promoters you get to work with, there's there so many that just will do anything to make your life easier. You know, where you where do you need things to go? What can I do to help you? And and stuff like that. And so I just, I feel like the amount of people that you meet and especially being involved in like the racing family, um, that's, you, you really can't beat that. Are there any, um, you know, new things uh, we'll look forward to for the broadcast next year? You know, either new technologies. I know, you know, Dervision kind of put the drone up there. And are there any kind of new things that are going to add to the add to the broadcast this year or to the, uh, to, you know, to the fan experience, you know, something connected with the app, that kind of thing? Yeah, for sure. We, uh, we, we've got a few ideas. We're, we're kind of, trying to trying to surprise some people with uh, essentially but yeah for sure we we have a list of probably about a dozen things that the goals that we would like to do um this year and accomplish that that really have never have never been done um and then i think on top of that just just building off of what we did this year you know last year with with everything kind of being brand new it was it was just essentially getting repetition and, and getting through that first year this year, you know, we were able to add a lot of the interviews in the, in the pits and like a free race show essentially every night. And so now, you know, hopefully building off of that. So, you know, sit down interviews or segments with drivers, you know, going out and, and doing something random, say like a top golf or when we're down in Florida, you know, going to a gator farm or something with drivers and, you know, a handful of that thing, that kind of stuff. And then, uh, and then, yeah, we got, we got a couple things circled uh, equipment wise that we'd, we'd like to surprise some people with for sure. <laughs> 4k streaming. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like your guys' interviews, uh, after each heat race and, and after each race where, uh, the winner or you select somebody else that come that made it through the field or whatever and and does a quick interview after each race i really like that it may slow the show down just a tad bit but for the, for the most part i don't think that really interrupts a whole lot of anything but i, I really like you guys's driver interviews right after each heat race and after each race brad let's be honest you just like looking at george and christy 
I got a beautiful <laughs> wife. Uh, I'm I'm happy with her, and and but uh, yeah, that's not that's not a bad thing either. But yeah. And no, my wife doesn't listen. Yeah, to we, uh, she doesn't know that I'm propping her, but, but uh, yeah. Yeah, we, we no. try to get to the, uh, the pit area too with, with a lot of these tracks during, during downtime and stuff like that. Just trying to minimize, you know, when racing action isn't happening, keeping people involved and, and interested and, and keeping stuff going on, you know, on the TV versus, you know, a camera just locked down looking at a tractor making circles. So yeah. I think that's, that's also, you know, that's a big goal of ours. Just no downtime. You know, that's that, that the, top shot showing the tractor is our biggest enemy. I've that's what it. I like about your broadcasts is that you, you fill in the dead time and it, it's, it's an entertaining program to watch period. Yeah. Over the past couple of, a couple of seasons, they've definitely made it more like a, you know, I'm going to refer to it as, the TNN days were the golden age of sprint car racing on TV. And they are getting, getting to that point where there's no downtime. They're filling in with interviews and, and segments and all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's like you're sitting down for an actual TV broadcast, which is pretty freaking awesome. If you ask me. Yeah, for sure. And, and it makes me really curious. You know, you, you mentioned dirt vision, you know, has the drone and everything like that. And, and, Eldora came out and did an, an onboard this year. And so it's, I just feel like everybody's pushing each other to elevate each other's game. And it really, really makes me curious. You know, three years ago, four years ago, the World of Outlaws weren't even, you know, nobody was every race live. And now just about every big series is doing that. So I'm, I'm really curious to see three, four, five years from now where streaming is, is going to be because it is really taking off. Well, Devin, well, it's inc- go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Jason. Yeah, well, it's incredible the fact that, and have you kind of seen, you know, with that growth, especially this year, uh, you know, with COVID and shutting down tracks, people not going out, and just, you know, basically Flow Sports has just kind of become a household name in, in the racing world. And it, did you see, you know, was there kind of added pressure on you guys? Was there any sort of, you know, the demands get a little higher just because so many more eyeballs were on it now? We, yeah, we, a little bit. Um, it was, I think it was really difficult too, just to, we have a, you know, we're one of the only people with flow that has, has a contract um, with them. We're, we're, I'm a, technically a USAC employee and we, we provide the stream to flow. And so we have, you know, a contract that we have, we have a certain amount of events that we have to put on every year. And so when our, our races are getting canceled and stuff like that, that, that puts a little bit of, you know, some more pressure on, on putting some content out. And so, yeah, during the downtime, we, we ended up doing two shows, uh, through zoom and then looking back, you know, through the Thursday night Thunder days with our, our Thunder Relive show. Um, so yeah, a lot of just what kind of content can we create? What can we do that other people are not? And and yeah, exactly. We have so many people now tuning into Flow. Um, what can we do that's unique that's going to keep them keep them hooked? All right. Well, before we let you go, I'm going to kind of throw you on the spot here a little bit since you you just stated that you were officially a USAC employee. Sprint cars, midgets, or silver crowns? What's your favorite? I will say midgets. I believe race closer, better. They you know they they can manhandle the cars, kind of put them wherever they want on the track. 
and it seems like it doesn't matter where we go. They have good racing. Um, but I'm, I'm the kind of person I, I look, I try to look for something to be excited about in everything. And so, um, you know, like I said, maybe they can, I believe race closer sprint cars. They're just, I mean, what's better than a non-wing sprint car? Honestly, it's they're They're just insane cars to drive. And then, Amen. <laughs> Silver Crown, I, yeah, yeah, and then and then Silver Crown, I I really enjoyed the strategy aspect of it, trying to make it through the hundred laps and and bigger tires and who can beat Cody Swanson really? Kyle <laughs> yeah. Larson can. He's been unreal. <laughs> I've got to say, <laughs> yeah. you, you guys released your schedules, but you forgot about Nebraska in there. Other than the midget race, you forgot about Nebraska. I don't think Devin has anything to say <laughs> no, in that scheduling aspect of it. I know. We, we miss you guys at I do Speedway and Eagle Raceway. You guys put on a great show all the time. And there's, there's just, we just have no non-wing cars except for the March, Mark Burt's Motorsports number 1M with Don Drought Jr. We just don't have really, and I guess Terry Richards. So uh, I understand why USAC doesn't come hey, here. But There's one badass kid that drives a USAC, well, a midget, Trey Gropp. I mean, I could see him taking on that USAC schedule. So, uh we we got a couple guys that can, can wheel. <laughs> well, we, we I would I would love to get back to Eagle. That's you were asking favorite tracks, and and yeah, once you rattled off Eagle, that that one always, you know, I we I haven't been there in so long, um, but I I enjoy the hell out of Eagle. Yeah, That's, last time I you were last place. time you were at Eagle, I stole some video clips from you to help out uh, the. Uh, Help out uh, with uh, yeah. promoting the uh, the uh, race saver nationals, <laughs> and I want to thank you for yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a fun place for sure. Well, you got a lot of fans here in Nebraska. We miss you, but we completely understand why the USAC just doesn't make it here very often. It's just there's just not a you, you're gonna have to bring your own cars because there's not a lot of them here. Yeah, that's that's tough because you know I'd I'd like to go back to Colorado too and and. You know, Pike Peak is, is just sitting there, and and you know it's it, it's hard to go places where there just there aren't many cars. Yeah. So well, luckily, I we uh you know our our stat guy just put out our car counts this year through all three series have been up probably since the most since the last like ten years. So they're they're going up. So hopefully, maybe we'll be able to go to some places that we we haven't for a while, and or some new places and. Yeah, I'd, like you said, I'd, I'd love to get back to Eagle, and, and I eighty's been on my bucket list for a while. I've I've seen a hot lap or a late model hot lap around there when I was driving by on the highway. Luckily, and that's, <laughs> that's the only thing I've ever seen on that track. So, well, next time you're in Colorado, you know it's only what an eight eight hour nine hour drive up to <laughs> I eighty. So, uh, by all means, you got a place to stay when you when you come to Nebraska. I mean, <laughs> I got a, I got a spare room you can crash in. So. Uh, if you got, if you have an off night off that USAC, uh, that busy USAC schedule, so uh, you know you're more than welcome to come up. Heck yeah, and if it's, if it's the right time of the year too, we'll have to catch a hockey game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm going to be rooting for the Abs or anything, but uh, we'll we'll catch a hockey game. <laughs> I don't understand yeah, hockey, sure. so uh, <laughs> hey, you said you said non racing related. You're going to Colorado. Where, where are you heading to Colorado at this coming or in the future? So I, I was born and raised in Broomfield, so it's about 20 miles north of Denver. Okay, we're we're leaving. My family are leaving uh, Friday morning for Estes Park, so I just I was just curious, just to, just to see where you're from and all that stuff. So that's not a bad deal. 
Yeah, it's, it's Park is awesome. I I love it up there. I, they actually just missed a, a really big fire this this last summer. Right. Yeah. Really close to Essence Park. So yeah, it's, it's beautiful up there. My cousin got married up there just a couple of years ago, and yeah, it's, you'll love it for sure. Yeah, we got a condo. We're gonna go hiking. Moose, moose, and bears don't have COVID, so we're gonna be okay up there. So uh, um, we're, we're we're gonna we're looking forward to leaving Friday, and it's gonna be cold, and hopefully it's not terribly windy. But yeah, we're we're looking forward to getting the hell out of here and just enjoying uh, seven days up in Colorado and and uh, just getting out of Lincoln. So <laughs> right on. Yeah, well, Devin, I want to thank you for jumping on with us. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to talk to you, you know, here coming up, you know, a lot more shortly now that hockey season is going to kick off on January 13th. So uh, I can talk some trash about the Avalanche a little bit, and uh, and we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll make sure we you know meet up when you guys uh, roll into Fairbury here, and and I want to say it was June or July. I'm not sure the dates on it, but when the mid just roll into town for that three day show, so uh, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Uh, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. So, yeah, I want to thank Devin for coming on. I mean, that's that's a lot of work that these uh, guys roll, put into to, you know, bring us these races. And uh, the way the 2020 season's been, uh, we've they've definitely had a lot of eyes on them. I just thought of a question. He said that he starts about 11 o'clock to start rolling out everything, and then he's, it takes up till about race time. I wanted to see how long it takes him to tear everything down, but uh, that'll be in the next interview. Tear, oh, from, from, what I'm, from what I've seen and, you know, listening to these guys before and you know just talking to them the teardown is a lot easier because oh, sure. cause you don't have to plot out where the cameras have to go and all that sort of shit so uh it's just more rolling I'll, up rolling up I, cables and whatnot. i would guess half the time yeah something like that so you know over over my years and i shouldn't say years but uh, <laughs> over my time you know talking to the video guys that are actually down on the infield with the uh wireless cameras and whatnot so uh, yeah it sounds like the you know, the setup is a lot more than the teardown yeah well, we, we better move on to Mark Birch. Uh, we to, I told him 7.45, and it's 8.06, so we, we probably ought to get a hold of him and before he goes to bed and see what he's got to say. Yeah, definitely. So we're going we're gonna to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back with Mark Birch because he has a sweet announcement about this Trans Am that he's giving away with the uh, Team Jack Foundation.
All right, guys, welcome back to the show. We are now joined on the phone by uh, Mark Birch. Uh, first of all, Mark, how's the uh, Chili Bowl prep going? Uh, the Chili Bowl prep is going great. Thank you for asking. Um, Paris Decals did a great uh, uh, job for us. Uh, Blackbeard did a design for us. Uh, between both of them, we were able to put it all together. Um, Isaiah Droud uh, was in town and, and applied all the vinyl for us. I think the car looks incredible. Um, we've just got a few little things to button up, uh, but but it's pretty much ready to go, and we're we're excited to uh, to uh, get down to Tulsa, do a little racing, and and spread the word for the Team Jack Foundation. So uh, you brought in one of those uh, professional NASCAR drivers and saw that vinyl for you. That's what I was just going to say. You brought in the experts, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if you if you've seen my vinyl work up close, it's it's not. Uh, not very nice. So yeah, I, it was nice to have an expert, uh, to do that for us. And, and of course, Nate and Josh, they do great work at Harris and, and, but they're just swamped, which is a great problem to have. So, uh, and, and Isaiah wanted to do something to help our team too. And so it was really nice for him to, to uh, help us out while he was in town. I'll let us slide because I like Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say he's a great, great kid. I will say I'm not a flame guy, but that that hot rod looks looks pretty pretty smooth. Well, I gotta say I'm a flame guy because back in the day when I couldn't afford to paint my race cars, we just we Dave Miller did a really cool flame job for us uh, um, back in 2000, and uh, it, it just kind of always stuck with me. So I really liked it, and I mean from then on, I always put flames on my one M. So. Um, I'm, I, I, there always has to be a little flame here, there, or somewhere. Yeah, that was always kind of cool. The little, the little M had a little flame coming off the backside. That was pretty cool. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> so you, you mentioned that one M, but now on this uh, midget that you're bringing in the chili bowl, there's a, there's a new number, and uh, I have to believe that it's due to the fact that you're teaming up with the Team Jack Foundation, and uh, you just announced one sweet giveaway that you're doing uh, with this. Uh, Trans Am that uh, you you've custom built basically. So uh, you just announced this over on on Twitter and it's all over the interwebs right now. So uh, tell us about this Trans Am. Okay, well uh, the Trans Am thing. Well, first let's the the twenty two. Obviously, we're running the twenty two T car at uh, at uh, the Chili Bowl. Uh, obviously, twenty two was Rex Burkhead's number. Um, twenty two is really close to my heart because that was Billy and Stuart Alley's number. And, and we want to pay a little homage to Stuart, uh, as well. And so we, you know, we're always thinking about those people that, that, uh, have, have come before us and been friends of ours, but, but that's why it's 22 T T for team Jack and, um, uh, chili bowl wouldn't let us have two letters. They'll only let you have one. And so what, what, what happened with the trans am is, um, you know, we've, we've been trying to do everything we can to raise money, uh, for the foundation. And, uh, we, we did the helmets last year with David gravel and with Paul McMahon and we auctioned those off and it raised, uh, nine, $9,000, uh, last year for the foundation, which is great, but it's just a drop in the bucket when the foundation has raised over $8.3 million. Wow. And so, um, I, I wanted to do something uh, more, and I, w- I wish I could write them a check for $8.3 million, but I, I can't do that. Um, but 
you know, Rex Burkhead, uh, God bless him, one of the greatest human beings to walk the face of the earth. Uh, he, he has his uh, trifecta, raises a lot of money. Um, they had to do it virtually this year, still had a great fundraiser. And, and so I thought, gosh, what could I do, you know, to, to try and match that or try and, you know, uh, do more than what we're already doing? Well, when we found out this summer that Andy got sick, um, I'm just like, we guys, we, we got to do something more to help these guys out here. And so my wife and I, uh, we, we bought this car back in 2001. I paid $4,000 for it. We, I drove it home. My kids were little, you know, we had a minivan back then. So Mary followed me home in the minivan. And then we, Mark Burch in a minivan. I I don't see that. Yeah. I got a brand new minivan now. It's not that bad. Yeah. No, no, they're great. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm about, uh, I'm about seven months away from getting another one. I think because by the time I hit 55 and all my AARP stuff is full kilt, you know, I'm going to, those sliding doors on those minivans are the best. Absolutely, they are. <laughs> and, and we just got a brand new one, and it's got a sunroof in it. The first time I've ever had a sunroof. I'm 55 years old, and I finally have a sunroof. But anyway, go yeah. on, with, go on yeah. with your story, man. No, that's fine. That's fine. I'm gonna when I get to be your age, Brad. I'm gonna end up in a minivan too. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which well, is about seven. Well, which is a, it's about seven months. Well, you've had a concussion <laughs> due to a sprint car, so that's expl- understandable. Yeah. No, I've never. I've never had a concussion. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, but anyway. So so we tore the car apart, and I thought you know I I had acquired parts over time, and I had just been you know uh, I bought some wheels one time. I bought some, and I just stuck them in the corner, you know. And I thought you know this would be a cool car for Parker maybe someday he would, you know, like to work on it, drive it to school, have it for a a summer car or whatever. And that just never materialized. He, he just, you know, had other things. He was wrapped up in his, his, his fishing and he he finds that, you know, I racing is much more fun and less labor intensive than, than actual racing, but he loves to come to the races with us. And, and so needless to say that car sat in my shop, for nine years and um i've had a lot of drivers and crew guys over the years that i tried to coerce into vacuuming the mice turds out of it and you know <laughs> it, it no one ever did it until this year so july 30th we started and we tore that thing completely down um it had some rust issues i cut all of that out i put floor pans in it i welded it up uh i i put new suspension in it a new fuel tank, new fuel lines, all new brake lines all the way to the master cylinder, all new brakes, all new suspension, all new bushings, front springs, um, new aluminum radiator, a 400 Pontiac engine that, that, that's uh, mildly, it's mild. It, it's no sprint car motor, I can tell you that, but it runs good, it sounds good. New dual exhaust, um, it's got a turbo 350 automatic transmission. I put a new carpet in it put a Bluetooth stereo system in it, uh, cleaned all the interior out, fixed some of the stitching, put a new headliner in it, uh, wet sanded and buffed out all the paint. Harris decals did an amazing graphics package for it. Um, like I said, I put 17 inch wheels on it with wide tires. It sits great. It handles awesome. Uh, the, 
when I drove it home, the clock still worked. And to this, and yet, you know, I drove it the other day and the clock still works in it. Uh, it's just super fun to drive. Uh, I wanted to make sure we had something that was really safe and really me- mechanically sound. And literally we, you know, we've gone through that thing from the ground up. So new shocks, uh, just, uh, you know, everything that I could think of, uh, just so that it would be right. It's, it's, and, and it's no show car by any means, but it's a really cool muscle car. You know, it's probably, I, I, the appraiser's coming, I think Tuesday to, uh, to, to put the final appraisal on it. I think it's going to come in around $20,000 somewhere in there. Um, but our goal is to sell a lot of tickets. And so, um, we'll get to that next. Yeah. You mentioned that, uh, custom Harris decals package. I know you threw some uh, special team Jack tweaks in that thing. Uh, when we were designing that thing up for you, uh, kind of go into that a little bit. Cause I, I think those little, little subtle things are really cool about this car. Yeah. Thanks Brandon. So yeah, what we did is we took the, the regular Trans Am graphics package and, and this is a Trans Am car, but what we wanted to do is we wanted to have our own color scheme and, and the guys and gals at team Jack, uh, especially Kylie and Lindsay, they wanted they wanted to kind of have the colors that coincided with the foundation and and if you look really close, the 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 hub covers on the wheels have a silver and white and red and black logo kind of of the of the Firebird of the you know which is on the hood What's that? and so we so we decided to to duplicate that and tie it in with red and white and black. And man, when we laid that red, white, and black on top of that silver paint job, uh, it really, really looks awesome. I've had, and I've drove it a few times, uh, and I've had nothing but compliments from people who have, who have seen the car. So, and then the, the, to tie it in with the Team Jack Foundation, we did some nice little clean logos, one on the front bumper, one on the rear spoiler, and a couple on the, on the, uh, sail panels. And I think it looks really great. And I'm really, I'm really happy how it turned out. Uh, my Ed and Rod and Dawn, uh, and my neighbor Leland have all helped me with this. Uh, it's been, uh, tremendous. My, my buddy Darren Green, uh, over at, uh, Urgent Care Auto did the alignment on it for me, mounted all the wheels and tires and balanced them for me. Uh, and, uh, and, and guys at CarQuest, the guys at Speedway, um, uh, Pro Muffler did the exhaust system. It sounds awesome. Um, and so just a lot of people have helped out. Um, and, and so it's, it's been really fun. I can't believe that we did it in three months. I mean, we literally had that thing on jack stands with no suspension, no rear end, no anything in it, no interior, no glass. And to really turn that thing around in three months, uh, was uh pretty amazing actually well i seen you the sprint car guys build a sprint car in a day so three months for a trans am is probably nothing for you guys yeah but i had to weld (laughs) (laughs) you know it was actually it was kind of fun watching you tweet all these stuff Uh, you had you had rodney drought and don drought jr helping you and it was always it was kind of fun to watch you guys um tweet pictures and progress throughout this whole rebuild. So uh, it was fun for me to watch. And, but yeah, you're right. Those red, uh, red uh, um, stickers or whatever you want to call them. They really pop on that car. It's, it's a beautiful decals. car. I'm sorry. Decals. They really pop yeah. on that car. That's really cool. And really- yeah. Probably the, 
the other thing that I did that I think is also really cool is there's a place it'll do. You can get custom raised white letters for your tires. Right. And so you can't get a raised white letter 17-inch tire anymore. You'd have to put 15s on it, which those don't handle and, and drive like a 17-inch wheel and tire combination. So uh, I got a set of custom logos. So the tires say radial TA. They say Team Jack radial TA. And so uh, I thought that was really nice to get that raised white letter on the t- on the tires to really uh, uh, just to, to give it that old muscle car feel. Yeah, those tire stickers are pretty sweet. We uh, when uh, the Harris decal crew went down at SEMA, I want to say it was four years ago now. That was kind of the big uh, big thing of with the uh, with decals and whatnot was those tire stickers. And we've seen we've seen uh, I80 kind of do the same thing with their pace car and that Team Jack stuff on those tires are, are is pretty badass if you ask me. Yeah, it's it's a fun car. It's, it it really is a fun car. But but as I was saying, you know, when when we found out that Andy got sick, we just we just really needed to do something uh, bigger. And so, you know, we're selling off raffle tickets. And uh, are you guys hearing that, or is that just me? I hear a little. I hear a little bit, but little, it's, it's nothing it, too bad. You're 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 still really good. Okay. Okay. Sorry. It's probably just the aliens in my backyard or something like that. We're yeah, you get a lot of that. Yes, of course. You, you got to shut the bubbles off your hot tub and just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the pool's closed for the for the year. So, um, but as I was saying, when you know we we I had this car done the first week in in, uh, in November, and the last time I talked to you guys, you know, a lot has happened since then. Um, but but we, we because of some of the other promotions and things that were going on. Uh, uh, um, I can't remember exactly what it was, uh, but the Team Jack Foundation had some other promotions that were running. Andy's book was coming out. The E, uh, the E sixty. If you haven't watched that, oh my lord, yeah, that definitely, is incredible. definitely go back and watch that. That that was yeah. awesome. So uh, you know, twice the fight came out. Uh, so there's been a lot of things going on, and and so I've just had to be patient about uh, uh, the release date. And so then um, I had sent Kylie a text message last Friday and I said, Hey, you know, I'm just going to get the appraisal and stuff lined up. And, and she said, Oh, by the way, we're releasing it today. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So I, you know, started the social media blitz and I, and I'm really blessed to have so many friends like you guys who share retweet, you know, do all that stuff. And I mean, we've, we've sold over a hundred tickets already and, and they didn't, you know, they're, they're just starting their media blitz this week. So we've already raised over $10,000 in, in three days, which is, it's, it's, it's incredible, but that's not where my goal. And I, and I know this is a really hefty goal. My goal is to sell 2,500 of these tickets and raise a quarter of a million dollars. Wow. That's my goal. So you, I don't know if that's going to happen. So you that's what I want to happen. You mentioned these tickets. Uh, I, I believe they're a hundred bucks a piece. Where can we get those at? That's a great question. So let me explain it. First of all, it's a hundred dollars for a raffle ticket. It's not a charitable donation. So you can't deduct it on your taxes. I'm going to tell you that. Okay. <laughs> let, let me, Just so let, you know, let me check with my tax guy real quick. Uh, let me you get, should check let with me, your tax guy. Let me get Mark Birch on the phone real quick, guys. <laughs> yes. Let me change my hat really yep. quick. Okay. Yeah, there you all go. Right. So, yeah. So you cannot, you cannot deduct your hundred dollars. If you don't want to buy a raffle ticket and you want to make a donation, that donation is deductible. You can do that or you can do both. And since we're talking about taxes and I have my tax hat on, 
they just passed a special law this year for this year only. Maybe they'll extend it next year. But the thing is here, you can deduct up to $300 of charitable donations to qualified organizations, which the Team Jack Foundation is, and you don't have to itemize. That is new for this year for 2020 taxes. So if you wanted to make a $300 donation to the foundation, you would get to deduct that whether you itemize or not. So if you take the standard deduction, you could make that contribution and deduct it. Okay. So we'll get that out of the way. Now back to the tickets. The raffle tickets are a hundred bucks a piece. It's not tax deductible, but a hundred percent of that money goes to the foundation. There's no fees. There's no anything. The easiest way to do it is go to teamjackfoundation.org. Okay. Go under their promotions and you can buy the tickets right there on the website. So go to the teamjackfoundation.org and you can buy the raffle tickets right on the website. Now, if you buy one ticket, you got one chance. But if you buy two tickets now, you've doubled your chance to win. You understand. (laughs) So, so, so when I win it, do I get Rex Burkhead autograph with Don Drow Jr. and Mark Birch on the, the driver's side uh, Uh, sun visor? Two out of three ain't bad. Um, I, I would have to, I mean, you, you probably know Rex better than I do. Um, I mean, Rex and I are, are, uh, acquaintances, I would say, but, um, you know, we, we, we see each other at the gala and we exchange a few emails and, but, um, but yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not quite as tight as Dondra Jr. And I are so, but, um, you know, we, we, we could probably, we could probably work something out for the appropriate donation to the foundation. I think that, that his autograph on there would probably add some value, Brad. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if I win that bad boy, I'm driving to New England to get his autograph and my wife will be with me and <laughs> we'll enjoy every mile. <laughs> That's a bad. Well, I'll car. tell you what. I I I think that car. Uh, I like I said. I've driven it, and I would not be afraid to drive that thing uh, anywhere in the country. I mean, it it, it maybe except California, but I let's not go there. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, no, you could. I mean, I don't think it would pass emissions in California. That's why. <laughs> but um, anywhere else, yeah. I mean, I would. That thing is uh, drives great, uh, runs great. And uh, handles great, stops great. Um, it's 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 really fun, and it's you know it's going for a great cause, and and um, you know after all the time and work and effort that we've put into that thing, you know to turn around and just sell it and donate the money, I would happily do that. But I'm like, gosh, if we just give the car, we we have the opportunity to raise way more money by doing a raffle than we do by doing an auction. Or you know, or by uh, or by selling it outright and donating the money. So um, I think this is going to be a uh, uh, a great uh, first step. They, Kylie has wanted to have a car for years, and she says, "Gosh, we just we had somebody that was going to donate a car, and then it didn't work out." And I'm just like, "I got a car, you know, needs a lot of work, but I, I you know, work is not one thing I've ever been afraid of." And I got some great friends who will help me and, um, you know, some great partners through that we've met through racing too, that have been really good to us. So yeah, I'm super excited about this promotion for them. I, I think every muscle car guy wants to know, does that, does that thing do a smoky burnout? Cause I'm, I'm pretty sure it does. I'm pretty sure it does. <laughs> hey, hey, Mark, Mark I, I'm looking at the pictures on the, the team org website 
and there's some red lettering on the back end, and I can't really tell what it says. Is there? Is that a Team Jack logo, or is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. Just curious. It says it says Trans Am on the back, and then where it normally would say Pontiac, that's where we put the Team Jack okay. Foundation. Yeah. Well, it's, yep. it's a beautiful car. There's no question about that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you definitely did a great job on that. But one thing I, I kind of want to know, I mean, you've been an advocate of the Team Jack Foundation for some some time now. You, uh, I'm going to assume that you were the key factor of getting all the dirt track drivers involved with this foundation. How did you get involved with it? Okay, great. So uh, that's a super great question. Um, so I went to the first gala that they had. I was invited to that um, and got tickets, and, and we shared a table. And, uh, and, and when, the, when they were talking about what a grassroots foundation this was and, and, and how they needed to, uh, spread the word and raise money for these kids who were, you know, they, they can I, look, I'm no doctor. I'm a, I'm a numbers guy, but they can treat these kids. Okay. Pediatric brain cancer can be treated. And sometimes it can be cured for an extended period of time. The problem is the treatments were designed 25 years ago and the, the side effects for children from the treatments that they're using for adults is horrendous. The, the, it, it's gut wrenching. You know, they're going to, maybe they're going to live, maybe they're not. And it's terrible to even have to say that. Um, but if they do live, we need these kids to have a quality of life. And in order to do that, we've got to get the funding so that we can find new ways of treating these kids so that they have a quality of life. And so that just hit home with me. And when they said grassroots, you guys, there's nothing more than more, nothing more grassroots than what? Auto racing, racing, right? Yeah, Dirt yeah. track racing, racing. And I'm like, well, we, we could do this on a local level, but I've got a couple friends. David Gravel's my friend. Uh, Parker Price Miller is my, is my friend. Uh, his, Scott, his dad, is a friend of mine. And, and uh, Paul McMahon's a friend. I'm like, we can get on the World Outlaw Tour. We could get on the All-Star Circuit of Champions, uh, social media, you know, all of the streaming. I mean, we want to hit this thing's grassroots. We can hit it with, with dirt track racing. And uh, once I presented that to uh, Kylie and Andy, and, and uh, they, they were, you know, Yes, of course. And they had already had some relationship with NASCAR, but you guys know, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a tough fence to climb. And, um, you know, unless you're really, really in and, and, and there's a lot of charities that, that, you know, are, are riding on the coattails of NASCAR, if you will. Um, it's tough to, you know, it, it's tough to always bridge that gap. And so I felt like it was naturally, uh, dirt track racing is where it's at. And, and in my opinion, in some cases, it's more popular than NASCAR and it's more appealing. And, and of course you, you know, I love it. Uh, so, uh, so that's where it started. It started with David and with Paul. And then, uh, this year, uh, we added, uh, Parker Price Miller and, and, and he's been great to work with. I think Brady Bacon has a helmet. Now we added Reese Saldana this year. Uh, Don's got a helmet. Uh, he's getting a uniform. I think that'll be done for the chili bowl to go with our car. Um, and, uh, I mean, we have a couple others and I think, 
I mean, I'm not going to say Zeb wise, but I think that might be a possibility this year too. So it's, it's really uh, grown and expanded from, from where it first started. And, and that's what I told Andy. I mean, I told Andy, I, I promised him, I said, when we do this first uniform and helmet, I said, this is just the beginning and I'm not going to stop and I'm going to be relentless. And, uh, I'm not saying this is, this is the last car, you know, this is just the first car, you know? So if we can do this again next year, uh, and you know, find the right vehicle, maybe one, I don't have to do quite so much work for to, you know, <laughs> just, just, um, do, just do a four ten sprint car. I mean, you're pretty good at those. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, we, we could, we could do that too, but speedway, you know, speedway's kind of got the, the corner on that for the, the, uh, sprint car hall of fame. So, you know, it's, that's been done. I'd rather do something different, a little bit different that appeals to the masses, uh, a little bit more, you know, to the, to the, to the, to the people, not everybody knows what a sprint car race is at the team Jack Gala, which is February 27th, by the way. And, um, I guess I should throw up maybe throw in a couple other things about the, 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 the raffle for the cars. You don't have to be present to win. Um, and, uh, and, and the gala usually sells out. So, um, it would be pretty tough to get a, 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 a table at the gala, not saying that you can't, but, um, uh, you don't have to be present to win. And you will have to pay some income taxes on the value of the car. So, and that, that can vary from person to person. Um, so, uh, I just figured I better get those couple of things in there, but you can take take off that tax hat now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, but well, from the look at things, uh, Paul McMahon's waiting for some shoes that look just like Rex Burkhead's. Yeah, I I, uh, I think that might happen. That would be pretty cool. Uh, That'd be really uh, cool to have some to have some driving shoes uh, with the foundation on there. I'm sure that those would uh, auction off very very happily. Um, yeah, we're all about anything, you know, new ideas, and um, we're we're happy to do anything we can to help raise money uh, for pediatric brain cancer research. I, I'm just blessed that. You know, uh, both my kids are healthy. My wife and I are healthy. Um, you know, uh, I just, I, I can't even fathom what that family is going through. And, uh, uh, I just want to do everything I can to help because they're, they're great people. They're wonderful. No one deserves to go through that. And if we can, if we can raise some money to make it better for, for, for every kiddo that has to face that, um, that's, that's more important than uh than anything else i can think of yeah you meant you mentioned you know you can't fathom that and we were watching the uh the e60 documentary just just the other day with my with my daughter she's seven years old now and that was one of the hardest things as a parent is to try to tell your child about how you know how lucky she has it and and you know how these kids you know that are suffering you know, just trying to explain it to a seven-year-old is is just one of the hardest things to do as a parent. And I, I'm blessed; my daughter's, you know, is healthy. But definitely, we, you know, this this whole, uh, you know, cancer in general thing is is just one tough pill to swallow. And the the stuff that you guys are doing, the Team Jack Foundation, and everything, every everybody that's you know chipping in trying to get awareness out there is just incredible. Yeah, I I think that's the thing too that. Um, 
you know, one of the things that I, I said at the UTAC banquet, uh, which was really great, and I want to thank Raul for putting all that together, was that one of the reasons I'm drawn to racers um, is because the racing people have grit. And, um, you know, they're, they're by nature hard workers, not quitters, never give up, uh, you know, will co- compete and battle but will also lend a hand. And um, I just I just really dig people who have those qualities as human beings, and most of them turn out to be racers, you know. A lot of them are sport, you know, athletes, sports, things like that, that as well. Um, but but I, lo- I love being around racers, and, and um, I, just, I just really like the people who have a strong work ethic um, that are willing to lend a hand to their neighbor, um, you know, and, and, and just fight through adversity because most of us who race, I mean, we have more failures than we ever have success. And, um, for, for those of us who've been fortunate enough to have more successes than others, you know, I really feel it's a responsibility, uh, for us to give back in whatever way we can, because that's, that's what keeps this sport alive, uh, along with all the other things that we can do. And, and so for us to be able to take a little bit of our uh, relevancy yet, um, uh, Pat Sullivan wrote a great article about Dawn that was in Sprint and Midget last month. Um, if you haven't had a chance to check that out, it's a fabulous story. Um, Pat did a great job. And, um, you know, it's kind of cool for us to still be relevant and, and, and really be able to um, count our blessings. Um, thank God that we can still do this and, and then pay it forward too. So, uh, it's very, very rewarding for me. It's very fulfilling. What are the plans for next year, Mark? Well, the, the, yeah, thank you. The, the Midwest, uh, racing association for USAC, uh, the, uh, schedule just came out. Um, we just went over it last Saturday at breakfast with the guys and, I, I can't remember. It's about 20 races or so. There's, uh, a, a couple of new tracks and, uh, uh, so we're, we're getting gear, you know, obviously chili bowl first. And then we start, we started May with, with them, with the USAC Midwest series. And, uh, they've done a fabulous job with that series. Uh, they got some great people on uh, their staff there. They've added a few more people and, uh, most of the competitors are getting geared up and ready to go for next year. Obviously, Wyatt Burks is going to be a, uh, the one to beat. And, and uh, he's, a, he's a great kid, a great family. Great family. Uh, and they're, 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 they're good people. And everybody in that series is um, really committed to making that a successful series, putting on good shows. And um, it's been a lot of fun racing with them. And we look forward to doing that again. And then, um, you know, we'll might fill in here, there, wherever, maybe hit a few more midget races. Um, you never know if we drag one of the three sixties out with a wing on it or something. Um, just depends on what our schedule is. And, uh, but, but right now we're going to commit to the, to the USAC Midwest series. Yeah. So, uh, obviously the focus is on the, uh, the, the sprint car, but you know, Fairbury just announced, you know, 
with the the release of the USAC uh, midget schedule that Fairbury is now a three day show. Are we going to see that twenty two uh, T car, car come out and run with the midgets? Yeah, I would think so. If it doesn't conflict with our other schedule, I would love to. We were going to do it this year, uh, but as it turned out, we ended up uh, having a race on one of those nights, and and so we couldn't make it to Fairbury. But yeah, we would we would love to. You know, obviously, uh, it's it's great to race in the state of Nebraska uh and and support our our sponsors and our partners uh whenever we can here so um yeah i'd like to get an on-wing race or a midget race at, at mccool if we could too so you know the powers that be know you know i'd like to see all the races here be non-wing just just my opinion <laughs> <laughs> well i like hey i like wing racing too i don't i um, you know, I have nothing against it. It's just, this is, this is the path where we've gone down right now and, and we've had a lot of fun with it and it's been a great challenge. And, uh, I'm really excited to, you know, just to, to start in a place where, you know, we, we've learned a lot and I think we got better as the year went on and we learned a lot of things as the year went on. Uh, and so, um, you know, to have a, a much better baseline, as we roll a car out in May, um, we'll, we'll, I think it'll be even more fun. So speaking of rolling the car out in May, we've, we've seen the design for the, uh, the Chili Bowl car, and Brad over here has a uh, paint scheme section in his, uh, on his website. Are we going to see something different with the 1M car this year, or is it going to kind of be the same? Or, or no, it's, it's, it's actually going to be real well. We have two of them, so we, we still have the Bob Trossel tribute car, uh, which, which we didn't roll out. Uh, and, and maybe hopefully we won't have to, but, um, we, we will have a team Jack sprint car. Uh, it's very similar to design as the design on the, the midget. Uh, it'll be one M. Uh, there's a little bit more white, uh, in the front part of the logos and stuff. Cause the car's a little bit longer. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it's going to look a lot like the, the midget and it's going to carry that big team Jack logo and, and uh, we'll be we'll be proud to carry their colors, and it has flames, Brad. Well, that that tells you how often BA comes to my website because your sprint car is on my website on the silly season. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Hey, hey, there you go. Is the Bob Trussell car yeah. on there though, Brad? No, it's not. It was on last year, but not was this it? Because that car was sitting our, in our shop for for God knows how. Long. But it raced in Knoxville, didn't it? The twenty car. Uh, that that was uh oh gosh I uh. Dave's car. I can't think of his name. Put me on the spot. Uh, They they did one too, unbeknownst to me and me. You know, they didn't know I was doing one. I did, and they did one, and they ran it in the three hundred five or the the not the three hundred five, but you know the the spec sprint car class over there, the Pro Series class. Um, And uh, yeah, theirs was beautiful, and and uh, yeah, no, that's just a iconic car the vice grip car is an iconic car and, and obviously Bob Trostle is one of my heroes. Um, and, and so I just, I just thought it'd be cool, uh, you know, to, uh, and, and, uh, Brandon and Nate and Josh did some really cool stuff with the vinyl on that thing. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's a really cool looking car. It's, it's, it's too nice to race, I think. So I just leave it in the shop for now. Well, I don't want to throw BA under the bus here, but if you go to ibracing.com... I didn't not, even know not, that was a website anymore. Not, not only is uh, the Team Jack Sprint car on the silly season, but it is the 
the first photo you see when you get on my photo section and the 2021 paint schemes logo. So, gee, thanks for your support, BA. I, like I said, I didn't even know IBRacing.com was a website anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. As, we, as are most people. They, don't, they have no I, idea. Yeah, I thought that DNS server was – I thought that DNS was, was fatal. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say it's on life support for about a year and a half now. <laughs> but it is on there, and it's a, it's a badass-looking race car. I, I can't wait to see, the, see it in, uh, in person. All right. To be honest, Brad – I've seen the designs like long before you oh, guys I'm have, sure you have, and I just didn't know Mark released the sprint car design, so that, oh, that's where I was going with that. It is, it <laughs> is on there. Yeah, well, just like, just, yeah, right, yeah. Well, just just like anything, I mean, if you post a picture on Twitter, it's it's everyone's domain, you know. It's, yeah, it's everyone's, uh, you know, they, you know, some guys gonna have his Ivy Racing dot com uh, website and he's going to copy and paste those pictures you know that's so. exactly what i did and that's that's why i got out of photography because people were stealing my photos and i was making no money out of it so i thought yeah. what the hell yeah 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 the, the cool thing is too is is uh you can do your own taxes for free too <laughs> I, would, I, would rather, I would rather pay you to do them and make them done right <laughs> <laughs> all right all right well well mark i want to thank you for jumping on with us and one more time before we let you go where can we uh get tickets to this trans am and uh and and whatnot yes yeah, so team jack foundation.org um there's about four promo- promotions if you scroll down to the bottom of their uh the, the first page uh i think uh, rex's thing is on there is uh trifecta thing and then uh the trans am is the next one um obviously if you just if you search uh uh and if you guys don't mind sharing it too uh, i've been using uh team jack trans am uh hashtag on on twitter um you can find them on um uh facebook but and you can just uh google it too you know uh but uh you can buy tickets they're 100 bucks a piece uh we would really like to sell 2500 of those tickets uh before the february 27th gala uh, that'll be when the drawing is. You don't have to be present for the drawing. And um, I can't wait to hand those keys over to the lucky winner. Well, you're getting some action on Twitter right now between QuickTime, Jason Orth, Alan DeHay, uh, Ivy Racing. Yeah, you're, you're getting some uh, attention right now on Twitter, so that's that's a good thing. I never heard of any of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I know my phone's been uh, blowing up quite a bit since we've been on here, so. I'm I'm hoping that's good things and it's and it's not work, you know. <laughs> Definitely hoping it's not work. Right. Yeah, yeah, S- sounds good. Okay, guys, um, thanks again for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of what you guys do. I've not been listening to the podcast here re- recently because I've been saving that's all right, them I don't up. Either. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm looking forward to to to, um, to binging them. I've been. I've been up to my eyeballs in tax law here lately. So um, when I get a little downtime, which is coming up here uh, next week, I'm going to take a few days off and uh, it'll, it'll give me something to, uh, to enjoy while I'm having a little R and R. Yeah, definitely. I hope you catch up on those episodes because they were amazing. Not really. (laughs) No, no, they, uh, there's some great guests on there and some really great topics and, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. You need to convince uh, Junior to come on because I've been trying. He 
for some reason, he doesn't want to talk to us. Yeah, we'd be better to get Rex Burkhead, probably. (laughs) (laughs) It it might be easier. To to be honest, Rodney was one of our most popular um, uh, podcasts, so Rodney did a great job with this. But, uh, yeah, Donald, I'm sure, has some stories. I I don't know. I think it'd be like – it'd be really hard to pull some good stories out of him, though. He doesn't seem to talk very much. I think – It doesn't – none of that – I mean, none of that intrigues him. He just (laughs) – he just wants to go race. That's all he wants to do. It's really cool. He's he's super humble, and uh, so no, you you'll never get him on. I'll tell you that right now. You well, won't. Uh, it might not never happen, but I'm going to keep trying because <laughs> well, like you like you said earlier, racers don't quit. So uh, we're going to keep trying. That is, okay, cool. Well, show some grit. <laughs> yeah. Get her done. Well, I appreciate you, Mark. Okay. Uh, thank you for yeah. jumping on here. Sorry we were a little bit late on when we told you we were going to come on, but uh, I, it's, it's turned out to be a pretty good show tonight. All right. Well, better better mediocre than, than horrible, so we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. We're, we're, we're finishing yeah. the race at, at least. So, thank you. I mean, we're That's on the lead line. Awesome. Okay. All thank right. you, guys. If, if you guys need anything from me, just hit me up anytime. I, I appreciate you all very much. All right, thanks all right, a lot, take Mark. Take care. Thank all you, right, Mark. All right, thank you. Good night. All right, Mark Birch, man. That's that's pretty cool that he he built this Trans Am up, and now he's you know basically going to give away the keys for for a hundred bucks. It's great that he's in a position where he can take a car that he's stashed away for eight years and put a lot of elbow grease into it, um, built it up, and it, it's a beautiful race car. Uh, it, race car. It's a beautiful car. That it Trans could be Am's, a race car. It, yeah, it's it, it's, it, it's awesome. It's, it's amazing. The uh, all all the elbow grease, the hard work. I mean, if you if you just look at the pictures of it from see where it where it started to where it is now, it, it's amazing. It, it's any uh, muscle car you know car guy's dream to you know be able to do something like this, and the fact that he's gonna you know auction it off, raffle it off, whatever you want to call it to uh, the Team Jack Foundation is is pretty freaking awesome. And if you guys don't know what the Team Jack Foundation is all about, go to team da- teamjackfoundation.org and and read up on it. It's a really sad, sad story, but it's a really uh, inspiring. inspiring story as well. So not only did the, the, the Jack, the little boy, get brain cancer, uh, now his dad has it too, and so they're both fighting it. So, uh, again, sad situation, but very inspiring. They have a no-quit attitude, and they're fighting this to the end. So um, it, it, it's an amazing story, and Mark is just adding to it. Yeah, it's a fantastic organization. Great, you know, great cause. And and like um, Mark said, you know, the the treatments for pediatric cancer are extremely harsh. And so, you know, this foundation is helping to find ways to treat pediatric cancer. And you know, we have so many tools that we can use for adult cancers, but uh, it's it's a rough go. And anything to help, you know, they've already had their lives turned upside down. So anything we can do to help them out is definitely a a bonus it's it's a great organization yeah definitely so once again if you want to you know check out any more information on the team jack foundation purchase raffle tickets or even just make a donation i mean five ten dollars anything helps so uh check out uh teamjackfoundation.org to uh you know make those donations purchase raffle tickets or anything like that so uh with that being said i want to thank everybody for jumping on tonight and we will catch everybody on the flip side (laughs) 